Welcome to another episode of Share Your Story with Chad. Very, very excited today. I have Imran today. And, you know, Imran is somebody I connected because I really resonated with his content. And I was watching his content on LinkedIn and I was like, how the hell does this guy write so well? And I had no idea about him, right? And that's what really drew me to him because his content was so good, so well written. But, you know, if you don't know about Imran, he's a writer, he's a blogger, he's a journalist or an ex-journalist at least he's a mentor he's really mentoring a lot of people as well uh has a lot to know about him but you know he runs an agency for personal branding and seo and he's based in pakistan so it's a it's a pretty unique profile that he's doing and i don't know if too many people are doing what you're doing in terms of personal branding as well but uh we'll talk about a few things as we go so Imran, I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit, and then I'm going to start asking you a few questions uh, and make life easier for everybody as well. So take it away. Thank you for having me. Well, I started as a journalist, and it was long, long, long time ago. Uh, I believe now it's like a decade ago. So when I started as a journalist, I started uh, uh, and... I started as a reporter, uh, writer, and then I started my weekly magazine. So that was the first uh, first thing I did. And then I worked with Pakistan's national newspapers. Uh, then soon they, they all became like digital newspapers. And then they, they actually started their own media houses, their TVs and their uh, digital streaming and, and everything. Uh, and then uh, I actually got into copywriting and then strategy and then branding and marketing and then now personal branding and storytelling. So this is my journey from journalist to uh, a branding person or a storyteller. Awesome, man. There's so much. And, you know, like, I love how you've come through your journey and, you've kind of gone into personal branding, obviously, because, and LinkedIn, you know, and, and I say that because you're in a place which is not very big in terms of marketing and running marketing agencies and personal branding. So yeah, it's awesome what you've been able to achieve so far. Uh, cool. Now I really want to talk about something, Imran, is, and I have bought your book. You've just launched a book, which is 100 Simple Steps to Building a Personal Brand. I bought the book. I went through it. And, you know, what? when you say 100 simple steps, it is actually the easiest steps for anybody starting out. It's just easy stuff that they can start doing. And I, I really like that book because you've simplified it so much. You've got rid of all the complications and the jargons and everything. And just, I could give it to a 15-year-old tomorrow, starting out on the platform, and he will be like, okay, I can pick certain steps that I know of. So what made you actually write this book? I'm very curious and tell me a little bit about the book because yeah, it's it's going to make so many people's life easy. So tell me a little bit about the book, man. Okay, so uh, I wanted to write something uh, for LinkedIn 
and the initial thinking was like maybe something on branding and strategy because that that's what i was doing before personal branding but what happened i launched a course and uh, in that course i uh, by the way i i do this course on uh, digital marketing uh, very regularly i was doing that on facebook and then i actually shifted that on linkedin and during that course uh, one of the sessions was uh, how to build your personal brand on linkedin so uh, that was the session everyone was interested in so uh, and uh, this was the one reason and the other reason was obviously i am doing um, uh, consultancy coaching on LinkedIn and I do have clients here. So this is a sort of FAQ how to build uh, a personal brand on LinkedIn, how to do this, how to do that, how to build your brand strategy, how to do your, your content strategy, how to do your growth strategy and how to do your, your networking strategy. So I took those uh, four strategies and simplified them into 100 simple steps as if I am explaining them to my younger brother or maybe my, my cousin or my mom that uh, this is how you use LinkedIn and build your personal brand. Absolutely. You know, simplifying the overcomplicated, that's what I could pick up from the book. And I really liked it just for the reason because I could literally pick up the steps and implement them. You know, uh, yeah. that's what I was looking at it from, uh, from that angle. That's awesome. So guys, if you haven't, or if you want to know how to start your personal brand journey or simplify your own journey, then this is definitely a great book to pick up. Uh, you can visit Imran in his profile and he's got a link for his book as well. Awesome, Imran. So Imran, tell me again now, what was the first year for you doing what you're doing now? Like you're doing personal branding for people, right? I want to know the first startup year when you started this concept of personal branding from your end. What was it like? It obviously wasn't easy. It was, it was something unique in place you're at and getting clients. So what was it like? I just want to understand the first year, the hardship or the, the easy parts. What, what was it like? Okay, so I always had this thing in my mind that one day I will be able to, to help people with their personal branding. So my interest actually started in personal branding uh, when I was a student. And um, my fellows, they used to bring their resumes, their CVs to me and like, uh, how does it look and how can we improve it? So that was like, like many, many, many years ago. So that was the first point, but I had this thing in my mind, like one day I will start this and this, I, I knew that uh, that's where I am going, but I did not start personal branding uh, until very recently. So uh, as you know, I was doing a copyright, I was running a copywriting agency and it's still uh, somewhere uh, in, in its like, in its position. So I am giving my, some of my time to copywriting and, and other stuff, but I had this thing in my mind, one day I will do personal branding and all I was waiting to be uh, credible enough to have some social proof to, uh, you see, to help you, uh, I, I need to show you that I can help you because if, if I have done something for me, I can 
do it for you, right? But if okay. like if I claim that I can help you with your LinkedIn and my LinkedIn LinkedIn is is nowhere. Okay, so you would ask, this is a natural question. So, so you would ask like, if that guy is really that expert, why he can't help himself? Makes so much sense. You know, it's about walking the talk, literally. Like you can, you can say everything you want to do, but are you doing it for yourself or do you have proof to do it? You know, and I like to do it in a way that I like to use my own content as proof and exactly what you're doing. Uh, that's the best way. You know, you can always show client uh, references, but hey, are you doing it for yourself? Are you offering me what you're doing? That really makes a difference. That's awesome, yeah. man. So I'm going to actually ask you, I had a question about your branding agency, obviously. But before that, I want to just understand your experience as a journalist. How does it come into play with what you're doing on LinkedIn? Because like I said, you know, the way you write is what really resonated with me. You write yeah. amazingly. It's a skill that I'm working on and I want to be there in time. But I guess journal, being a journalist, did that really help you um, use that skill into doing what you're doing today? The way you write, the way you express your thoughts and your content? Yeah, absolutely. So you see, uh, we uh, as a journalist are trying to uh, write, copy news that uh, actually conveys the message instantly. So uh the lead the, the the structure actually the the way journalists write it actually is a inverted pyramid structure so it gives the most uh, uh, uh valuable part uh, to its audience first and then it goes down so for instance if i have to report something i i i would report the the most significant in, incident the most significant news first and then i will go into the details so this is actually uh, the reverse structure i would say the way we are uh, actually taught at schools so in our schools or universities colleges we are instructed we are taught to uh, we are actually trained to write something uh, write introduction first and then body and then conclude well in journalism you conclude first you give your audience your readers the most significant part first so that that is that in marketing we call it the hook so first you have to hook their attention so once you succeed in that it, it becomes a lot easier to have them for the rest of your article or uh, your piece. So uh, that helped me uh, because in, in journalism, you learn how to write, uh, how to write brief, how to write short, how to write to the point, no fluff, no nothing. So just straight away conveying your message like from one point to another. So from you to your audience. So well, once you learn this thing, it becomes a lot easier to give your reader the most significant thing you have first, and then uh, the lesser significant things, they, they take place second, third, fourth, so, so on and so forth. So there is no conclusion actually in, in general. So there is only like the, the lead and then it, it goes down, the inverted pyramid. Mm -hmm. 
So I explain, I, I shared a lot of content on inverted pyramid, how journalists are trained, how you can actually learn this structure. Right. And it's it's so interesting because we talk about the hook in the modern version because that's what we think marketing is all about. But the hook is in any kind of advertising. And, you know, looking from a journalist point of view, I guess all your content in newspapers or online, everything has to have a hook. Otherwise, people are just going to overlook it and go away. We call it leads so, uh, or the headline. So th- there is a rule in journalism, like give your 80% time and energy to the headline. Right. So True. your reader mm-hmm. could not miss it because if your reader misses the, the headline, so there's no use of the body copy or anything you write after your headline. Well said, man. It's something to think about for a lot of people. And we don't come from a journalism background, so we don't think about things. We just know modern way of hook and headline, right? And the body. Awesome, man. Thank you for that. So I want to also ask you now, just going back to your personal branding, you use the word, in a, I hope I get it right, but digital chieftains, right? Which is like a modern version of what... I assume people in the villages and all were or different places being the chiefs, right? So tell me a little bit yeah. about this. This is a very cool concept that you have. Yeah, okay. So uh, Branded Chief is like my agency and uh, the thought behind uh, uh, this this naming was, uh, uh, you see, in, in old ages, um, uh, we were living in tribes. So every tribe has uh, had its uh, own chieftain. So that chieftain had uh, its branding. So you see, uh, he was recognizable. He has his persona. He has his style. So he or she, whoever <clears throat> the chieftain was, mostly he. So uh, when uh, the industrial revolution came, so that chieftain thing, that tribal thing that actually uh, dissolved into uh, this free market and people started becoming like like people all around the world. They, they became like masses and then there were a lead and then masses. So, so we don't see the tribal thing anymore. So uh, things became like uh, when, when digitalization came into and, uh, uh, and now I feel like I have more power than the chieftain uh, Absolutely, because you have more reach to everybody now versus what they had before. I have smarter tools. I have like luxurious lifestyle. So then a king or a a tribal chief maybe 2,200 years ago. So the idea is behind the branded chief is like uh, to actually equip people with their uh, identity their brand in the digital age. So uh, that the, the identity they have dissolved because if you don't have identity, you cannot lead people. If you are, you, you are not, uh, if you can't stand up, you can, can actually lead people. So you, to lead people, you have to stand up and stand out. So that's the, the significant, uh, the feature or, or part of uh, a, a chief's personality. Yeah. So that mm. is actually the thought behind branded chief. And that's an awesome 
selling concept as well, right? Like you, you, when you give a name, you resonate with it. Like, you know, I gave myself Chet a name and marketing by Chet and I resonate with it. And that's, you know, you say you're a chieftain and then you're building a personal brand. So that's a really great way to resonate with yourself. And if you can't walk the talk with your own brand, then I think you already lose out on a lot of things. That's a very cool concept. True. Yeah. So I, okay. So one more thing. So I believe the, the person, so sorry. So maybe I'm not like, there are a lot of things in my head uh, about right. brand chief. Yeah. I believe like, okay. So you are in marketing and there are like a million people in marketing. Okay. So how do you stand out? How do you differentiate? That's mm-hmm. Branding. So you are a branded chief if they recognize you. So being chief is not enough. Right. See? You got to have a brand, right? So you got to know what sort of chief are you. Like. So everyone is a chieftain now. Everyone has the <laughs> smartphone, barriers, technology. No one is listening to no one. So we are not obeying mm. the chief anymore. The right. tribal chief. We are not obeying the chief anymore. So yeah. we all are chief. We all are leaders, but who is a branded chief? Who is a better leader? Who is a better uh, branded leader? So people automatically, so the, uh, you know, uh, the, the permission marketing, the respect marketing, the authority marketing, so terms like this. Right. So they obey you by their will not by your command or like uh, some obligation there. So if you are a branded chief, if you are a branded leader, chances are they will take you more seriously and follow you voluntarily. Very well said, man. And yeah, it makes so much sense. So, you know, you've given it a different name, but building your brand and being that authority, especially in 2021 and onwards is so important, right? Like, and everyone's doing it. But it's how do you differentiate yourself because we're all doing something similar, right? It's always going to be, we're all doing personal branding. We're all doing marketing. We're all trying to run a startup. We're all into a SaaS company. But how do you make yourself yeah. differences? Yeah. All our purple cows. Yeah. yeah. Said In many ways, so right? Have- yeah, absolutely. So now, every one of us is a purple cow. The or trying to be is, at least, are- yeah. <laughs> are you a branded purple cow or not? Right. Are you a branded purple cow? That makes so much sense. Well, yeah. Another level of differentiating yourself yeah. from the rest, from competition. Yeah. yeah. It's almost we take Seth Gordon and we put them into our minds, right? Permission marketing, you got the purple cow, everything. And it, it makes so much sense. Awesome, man. Yeah. So I now I want to ask you a few different questions, right? But I want to, I guess, before we move on to some more personalized questions about you. I want to know how are you networking now versus before? And you're probably, again, you're sitting in a place where you don't have too many networking events. So you're networking online a lot. But have have Mm -hmm. things changed since COVID started or how is Imran networking? And not just LinkedIn, but in general as well, I would say. Okay, I believe, okay. So before COVID, we were doing regularly. So before COVID, I was not that much active on LinkedIn. Right. Okay. So we were very regularly conducting workshops around copywriting, content writing, research, strategy uh, in, in our uh, 
both free and paid. So right. in, in working places, in uh, libraries, in libraries for free. Mm. For, uh, I, wa I was visiting schools, colleges, universities, so right. mostly not schools, colleges and universities for uh, to actually inspire or give advice to younger writers or aspiring writers or journalists or copywriters. So that was one like venue of networking. The other was going into libraries, doing free workshops and, and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the third one was like doing paid events at co-working places and the four visiting different agencies. With COVID actually everything stopped. So th that was the point we started like networking on online and, and of not offline as much but uh, last week i went to karachi right now i am like near islamabad it's like 100 kilometers from islamabad right. so last week i spent uh, in in karachi so that was uh, sort of like uh, uh, restarting the networking so totally yeah i think it's how you, yeah. you yeah they Oh, you are right. Yeah, here in, in our country, we don't have like maybe those mega events, but uh, things have uh, started changing. We have co-working uh, uh, spaces all over the Pakistan. Uh, in Islamabad, they are like growing like mushrooms. So mm. everywhere, they, they, they and that's, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, uh, in every sector, in every uh, one two three kilometer there there is a co-working space and in every co-working space there are people from it freelancers mm. like from different backgrounds and they are constantly doing uh, events micro yeah. events uh, small events so I, I believe like uh, in in future we will again go out uh, and revive uh, uh, revive sorry resume what we were doing uh, before before the yeah. Yeah. And I was just talking to someone about the co-working space last week and we the whole conversation was about, you know, when you want to network with the right people, you can neither sit at home as most people are sitting or you can start making the effort and going with like-minded people, whether we from different industries, yeah. but that motivation and just listening to ideas and talking to people is really going to help you open up your mind as well. And I'm very, very surprised, to be honest, about co-working spaces in Pakistan because I wasn't sure about them. So yeah, that's great information. You know, I've written down a couple of questions that I was very impressed to ask you. Now, based on what you were just saying, you know, you and you always in our conversation before, and I know you make for students, you make the courses and everything so affordable, right? You know, you can make more money of it, but you've purposely put the price so down and so affordable. Why? I mean, I know you're trying to help the community, but what is, is there a bigger goal behind it? Like, why would you make things so affordable? What is the bigger goal? <laughs> well, actually, uh, this is this is very personal, not business. I I was uh, I was a student leader. You see, so in my university, I I have a socialist background. Right. So I was into politics and uh, everything. Like uh, uh, as a student politician, you you may call your student leader, uh, and I came into business very late. So I feel like, okay, I missed my, like, I, I, I should have been in business in my 20s. 
I was doing some something some something that is like uh, I was more passionate about maybe learning about the society, changing the system, understanding the system, how it works, what is socialism, what is capitalism, why things happen, why is there like right. poverty, why richness, so so many things. Okay, so I am so inspired by by socialist ideas and and i believe like okay so uh, end of the day how much money you earn it doesn't matter so you can take all of it or none of it with you mm-hmm. so what matters is your legacy what you leave behind okay so i feel like uh, uh, if i teach one person or empower one person or help one person so that is my legacy. So how much money I leave my in my account, that's a no use. You see. So, but but I I feel like you should have money enough to buy your needs, but not like greedy for money so that you forget living, living for a purpose. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, you know. But it's also, I guess, it's bigger impact, you know. In, the more and education moves the world, right? Like, I think from any other social cause, I'm more towards education, just because if you can educate someone, they can make their own life. If you don't want to invest in them, they're stuck. So giving, empowering them to make the next decision. So I really like that thing when you told me, and when you told me the price as well, I was a bit shocked coming from a sub-Asian, South Asian country. I was like, wow, <laughs> that is super affordable, right? Uh, but that's awesome, man. So really good on you for doing that. I think you're you're making the impact and that's that's the thing, right? You inspire people, you mentor people and you sort of move forward. Really awesome, man. Now, let's take it to a different level, right? And Imran, in your life, obviously, what you're doing now and what you've done before, someone would have come to you and said, what are you doing? Or you can't do this or this is not possible. Let's just take Branded Chief, for example, because maybe people were like, I don't know if it's branded chief or something else. Somebody in your life has probably told you, what the hell are you doing? Or you can't do this. Uh, mm. What was your reaction? Because you're, again, you know, you're doing something very different. Have you had that? Yeah. Was that a situation ever yeah. for anything? Was it? Yeah. When I started my copywriting agency. So I shared this with my two, two of my friends. Mm-hmm. So they said like, I, I even shared that thing on LinkedIn. Like they said, it's stupid. It? Okay. It, it won't work. Okay. So they, they said like, obviously they were saying it out of concern. They were my friends. And then, but I, I felt that thing. And I, I was like disappointed that, okay. Uh, but somehow I managed and made that thing work. Okay. So that uh, that the, the copywriting agency was not a copywriting agency at the first place. So I kept on actually positioning, repositioning and repositioning and mm-hmm. until I found the niche that, okay, this is what we are going to do from now on. So uh, I started that, okay, as like, I, I didn't have a background or I, I didn't have a team that, that had a background in, in running an agency. So we started a copywriting agency and it was like the first copywriting agency in Islamabad, uh, as far as I know, 
and, and I haven't seen one in Lahore, Karachi, or a dedicated copyright agency. There are agencies, uh, they were doing like um, uh, marketing, they were doing uh, coding, WordPress, and other things, but not uh, only copywriting. So, uh, yeah, I had like these difficulties. My friends told me like, okay, this won't work and you should get a job, a proper job and, and don't waste your time. By the way, in my 10, 20, uh, 10 12 years of uh, working, I never had a proper job until uh, uh, I, I started working at uh, uh, S&P Global Market Intelligence. That was like a, for, for a brief period, one year or so. But okay, so they encouraged me, they asked me, they actually pushed me to get a proper job. Right. So that they, they believed like uh, this won't work. But I, on the other hand, I believe that, okay, this will work and I will make it work because, okay, maybe at this point from the angle they are seeing it, it won't work. But I am the one who is driving it and I can always... Uh, turn the wheel I can always make the changes and and I did that I repositioned that and somehow that thing actually uh, helped me survive my all, all those years That's so amazing, I, did, yeah. I, I made my base and networking and got clients and worked and and uh, did a lot of things so yeah that worked but obviously, if someone comes to me today and tells me, like, okay, friend chief, okay, are you kidding me? This won't work. I would say, okay. Prove <laughs> you wrong. I don't <laughs> it will work, and it's a long-term game. And and uh, I know I started a, a copywriting agency, High Writer, for like three to six months. I I didn't have one client. Then. Uh, after six months, I have like two or three clients. And in, in when I actually went into a partnership with another person, he's a designer. So we started another agency, it's a creative agency. So I believe before even starting our office, before even hiring a single employee, we got like eight, nine million worth of business. Right. So oh, wow. we, we could not do that. Like we were like just two people and we got like four or five clients. And eventually we, we, we had to like return their uh, advances and, and money. But the point is like, okay, we were able to do that. And if someone comes to me today and tells me, okay, this is, this is senseless. Okay. Uh, this is nonsense. This won't work. I'll, I'll tell him like, okay. Let's see. <laughs> We'll see. Maybe a year, yeah. three years, or like three years. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. That's such a motivational story as well that you're putting out there because, again, you know, it's when you're in a position where people are saying, no, you can't, and you know that your surroundings and environment don't support you, but you're getting out of that hole and creating something else. So that's really, really awesome. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of your students will be watching this and, you know, they, They'll, they'll look up to you, right? Because a lot of people don't have the opportunities and they're seeing somebody rise above and why not, right? Uh, something like, I was reading about Roger Moore the other day and, you know, he broke the mm. 100 uh, 
he broke the 100 meters record and then the whole world started following it because they want to see someone they can believe in and then they can move forward so i think you're one of those people especially in the marketing front in pakistan so good on you man really good awesome all right so let's go to another question now like i want to is there something in your personal professional life that happened or an experience that changed the direction of your life where you were probably heading in one way doing something and because of that you just did something else like you ended up doing what you're doing today or a situation maybe in business or personal that actually made you who you are today you could have been somebody else but yeah. this is what you are today yeah actually i was doing bsit yeah i told you so in my fifth semester i quit my bachelor's in information technology so uh, the reason there were like two reasons one i was like way into politics so i never showed up in class never like did anything on time but somehow i still managed to to got like for for cgp like for first four semesters so right. i somehow passed them decently so that was the one thing like okay and the other thing was like i thought why am i studying this so that question and then i quit my bsit in fifth semester and that was uh, uh, that was the point when i took control of my life so i wanted to do what i wanted to do so that was the first time i thought like okay i'll study this i will do this and this is the life i want to live so this is the direction i want to go in so uh, that day i like went into international relations i did my masters without even like getting a single book or or studying like because that was like natural to me i i had a background in politics so i was practically involved in politics we were doing like discussion debates all night all day on weekend study circles and and blah 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 so every month a conversation every 15 days a, mm-hmm. a conference every week a study circle every night there were like endless discussions and debates on world system politics international relations pakistan india iran so a lot of things so i went, when i went into like international relations and i saw the, the the syllabus and the content and i said like okay i already know this so that's wow. how i did my that's how i did my masters and then obviously the natural progression was like mphil international relations by the way i am not i don't encourage people to go for like mphil or an or phd so but since it was like uh, very easy for me uh, it, it wasn't costing much uh, it was like uh, uh, just a natural progression i was doing things uh, uh, along the way so i was working right. so i'm not, i i wasn't uh, studying full time so i did masters and then went into mphil international relations and then i passed that in like 2016 so and i know i was like okay i got like good cgp 3.67 so okay now what okay let's do phd so i uh, like entered into phd then i completed my course work and right. since mm. i had this political background 
And then by this time, uh, in 2018, 2019, I was well aware of uh, Facebook and technology, Apple, Microsoft, and these big tech. So I thought, why not we should see the impact of these big tech on international politics? And that became my thesis. Oh, wow. So I started. Mm. So those two things, I, I linked them and presented as my synopsis. And it got approved. So that's how actually things. That is really interesting. Like I wouldn't even think about it, right? Like, and and to your point, you know, I used to be so bad in school. I was so bad in school. And but I had made up my mind I'm not gonna do an MBA and all because that's not me. But when I got into hospitality, everything was much easier. It was just I really enjoyed it, and that's why I went through it. You know, I did a wine course and I did all that stuff in hospitality, it was easy. But yeah, you you I guess living in today, you need to know if you enjoy it, you can do it. Otherwise, trying to do something which is not, not in, if, like is of no interest, if you love okay. something, it won't feel like mm-hmm. if you love something, it won't feel like you are studying. So yeah. let's say you love music and you are studying music. It'll be a lot easier, right? So yeah. Would be listening to music all the time. Yeah, absolutely, man. It makes so much sense. Is 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 a is a different perspective. It's an educated point of view perspective to to see. It's a new, fresh perspective to see at uh, see at that thing. What what you are studying? Right. I I was actually into that thing, and with all these degrees and education, it actually changed my perspective. So that's mm-hmm. it. So you you cool. study for. Uh, the perspective otherwise right. like i haven't earned a single penny out of my degrees so, like, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it totally makes a lot See, of sense and, yeah national and i'm doing marketing so branding and strategy and, mm-hmm. and journalism so that like these two are not related to each other yeah. but somehow they are actually related to each other because you're stacking your skills right that's what you're doing you're using your skills from different places and working together and what you're saying would be really important because I'm sure, like like I said, you know, you're a mentor and your students will be watching this. It's good for them to understand as well. And, you know, you're trying to actually tell them the reality of it. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a really awesome story, man. I, I love that part. Now, tell me, have you, so let's just take what you're doing now. Like you're doing marketing, branding, SEO, copywriting, whatever. Did you ever have a role model or somebody who was an inspiration? Because I'm, I'm just trying to understand how did you actually get into it? Like, again, you're doing something totally different. You're doing international relations and all that. You discover a bit of Facebook. But again, you're in an environment that's not focusing on marketing as much as Western countries, right? And this I'm talking a few years ago. So what was it? Or was it a person that suddenly you were like, no, nah, I kind of want to do this. I want to be a marketer, doesn't matter what, but I want to do something in this space. Was there somebody you looked up to or an inspiration or someone who played a part in your life? So uh, I would say maybe I was lucky or unlucky in this this regard. I I didn't have a role model. Mm -hmm. So you see, when you have a role model, you actually can very easily uh, study their steps and follow them. Right. So it it makes your it actually shortens your learning curve. 
So if if I say I want to become like Chetan or or Seth Godin or anyone else, okay. So what I'll do, I'll study their biography. I will see how they manage, how they did one thing to second thing and the, the third thing. Right. But unfortunately, or fortunately, I didn't have a role model to look up. So maybe that was the reason it took me uh, uh, longer than it should have. But I'm happy with this. So yeah, as yeah, long as you're happy, man. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Like I, when I moved into marketing as well, I just, I was just discovering things. You know, I was like, what am I going to do? What's next and all that. So I. I went through real estate and everything. And I was like, that's probably not me. That looks kind of boring. And then marketing came up and what attracted me was Facebook ads and everything. And I was like, maybe I do this. And it's only, I think after six months of me starting my journey, which is not too long ago, I would say, but then I started discovering different people, all Seth Gordon and all these other people online and other people like Gary Vaynerchuk and all. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a whole different world out there. It took me some time, right? But yeah, I can totally relate to your story. I was just looking for change because of COVID, but you had different reasons. But that's awesome that you started yeah. on yourself. I wouldn't even, like you said, you know, when you have scarcity of agencies and people doing marketing, how would you think of starting something in those times, right? So really, really interesting, man. Um, and I, when I say this in a very different way, because I would say where you're sitting right now, the environment is very different to a Western open country, right? So, so you've really crossed the barriers and all that. Really good, man. Now tell me something. Is there a story or something you can share with us that we don't know about Imran? Like, is there something you would like to share or you'd be able to share? And if not, it's all good. But is there something that we don't know about Imran or people on LinkedIn or your students don't know about you? That Because this is, this is share your story, right? So I want to know, we're trying to figure out how you build yourself up and what you do, but is there something that you'll be able to let us know? Yeah. So there are actually a lot of things that um, I never shared on social media uh, about my family, about my life. Um, yeah, recently I started sharing about my son and mm -hmm. he's like uh, now six months and uh, uh, okay, so what people actually don't know is uh, maybe uh, some of my friends, they believe that, okay, I'm doing PhD, this is like the highest degree and blah, blah, blah. So this is a prestigious thing to do. I don't believe in this. Uh, and, and they assume that, that it's natural. Okay, uh, if someone is like a doctor, we assume that, okay, they want their sons or daughters to be doctor. Right. Okay? So if someone's like doing PhD, maybe people think that, okay, they, they want the same future for, for their kids. But I don't want this future. The life I had, I don't want this life for my son. Absolutely. So I, I even don't want to send him to school. So, so far, I, so far, I have like this thing in my mind, okay, the day he will be able to to go to school, I'll homeschool him, mm -hmm. uh, tell him things that matter, tell him, teach him how to read and write, and then leave it up to him, like what, whatever he, he does. So maybe this education we have today is, is more of like destruction 
you know it, it actually distracts yeah. creativity so i believe like okay earning a, a life a living uh, in, in in today's age is not a problem okay uh, making a living is not a problem so why not uh, we should make a living doing what we love yeah and get off the traditional method of you know what yeah. so like why going to school yeah going to university versus i the time you could have like spent mm. together uh, send him like school for 8 hours and then send him like to the academy for another 3 hours and then like so this is very uh, i would say disappointing i see it like in my cousins in my friends so they are following the trend mm-hmm. and whereas in next 20 years this education will it's be obsolete yeah it's, it's going away anyway now yeah that the, the okay see look at me like i i give this example to my family to my cousins to everyone okay i am going to have this degree i i do have like mphil and masters degree of international relations if a degree cannot help you mm-hmm. if a degree cannot help you earn like bread for your family or for yourself why would you waste your time so so first thing is make sure your survival so first teach your kids your uh, your how to be street smart how to survive right versus trying to get an mba and then everything comes next so mm-hmm. once they know i i do have like uh, uh, fellows who who are like uh, retired army officers so they survived as army officers now they are like okay entertaining themselves educating like doing phds or like going to enjoying college uh, university right. degree So, yeah. Now, first I, thing I say this makes sense. Like, yeah. Don't put your kids into schools. Schools suck. Yeah. Yeah, it's and I agree and that's what people have been talking about and now especially because I think we know everything can be done from home and you've got people teaching and educating you about life and other things. So it's so important, you know, and so it's obviously up to the parents whether they want to send them or not, but yeah, it's worth to think because life is not the same as it was when we were young uh it's not the same yeah. when parents were young and it won't be same for like when absolutely. they grow up yeah the generations keep changing so like i said you know educate but educate them and to be street smart and learn how to solve yeah, that's a very good point all mm. problems so yeah. having uh, not having money is a, is a problem teach them how to solve that problem absolutely like emotional stress or like anxiety these are problems yeah. so teach them how to what to do when they they face anxiety so what is the way out uh, should they go to a doctor should they do something else yeah live practically so, so, right yeah mm. very nice awesome not everyone becomes a philosopher you <laughs> see no true makes I, sense like these uh, the higher education is not for everyone mm-hmm. so maybe it, it wasn't for me or maybe it it wasn't for you so yeah. not everyone become philosopher we don't need philosophers like we have philosophers we need them but we don't need like like everyone philosopher so the thing is in See? 20 years from now you can have a big degree but if you don't have a job 
and I know that for a fact, yeah. like back home in India as well, there are a lot of people who are doing MBAs and all, and they don't yeah. have a job. So they're stuck. So, but you know, situation was that, that's what society always taught you. But in the modern day, as you can start, if you can start making them to think, then they can figure it out themselves. But if you're not going to let them True. have that mindset of thinking, True. they're stuck. True, true, true. And, 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 and you see, like, okay, we are skeptical. We see everything like, okay, we don't want to buy this thing. We don't want to buy it. Mm. Okay, we normally don't buy things we don't need. Right. Then how come we buy a PhD degree or an MBA degree? It's just society, right? We don't you're, buy you're, going, you're going along with what people are talking about and following the masses. Yeah. Would you buy a laptop that does not work? Right. Makes a lot of sense, man. Awesome. So why would you buy an yeah. MBA that does not But again, guys, so if you're we watching this podcast, we're not we're not telling you not to do what you want, but we're just telling you, hey, be a bit more street smart yeah. and worse changing, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Have a exactly. side hustle as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever. Like I say, do postdoc, do like education, do do whatever you love, but do it consciously. Yeah. Don't buy what you don't need. Well said. Do Just because like, yeah. Chet would say, what Imran would say, what like uh, Ali would say. Right. Don't think like that. Yeah. Awesome, man. So I guess this would also be your one piece of advice for someone following your path. Like, I guess this is what you want them to know, right? Like be, do what you want to do. And what would that one piece of advice in your words be to somebody who's following your path or someone who's starting out or someone trying to move forward? Well, I would say don't follow me or don't follow chat or don't follow anyone. Because you see, our lives are so different on micro levels, on macro levels. Right. We have different backgrounds. We have different families. We have different circumstances. We have different emotions. Mm-hmm. And within our body, like we have different level of intelligence. We have different sort of chemicals and everything in, in our head. So when once... You, you start following someone, you want to be like them. Yeah. And during that, you somehow you, you actually shed your identity. You try to become someone else and you actually lose what you, what you are. So I would say you can take inspiration mm-hmm. from anyone, but do not follow blindly. Even at the end of that hundred simple steps to build your personal brand on LinkedIn, right. the, the hundred, uh, the last advice, that last step is do not follow blindly. Mm-hmm. That is what I have done for myself. That is what I have done for my clients and it worked. But there are chances that it, it, it does not work for you. Maybe some point does not work for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe a particular step does not work for you. So follow, but do not follow blindly. Take inspiration and create your life. Be be your own purple cow. <laughs> Let me say that, be right? Your own, be your own 
branded purple cow true be our own branded purple cow really well said man all right so i'm going to end this session with one last question which is if i have to tell you and if you can just summarize your life till now and tell me where you're heading next or what's next or what's the big plan personally or professionally whatever doesn't really matter but if you just summarize something so i'd say uh, if i uh, summarize my life it's like uh, i lived i would say obviously i am biased towards my decisions and my life mm-hmm. and my approach to that life so i would say i lived artistically so living artistically is uh, finding solutions facing problems that most people don't face and finding solutions that most people fail to find so when you live differently you face different problems mm. when you live like everyone else is living you face problems that everyone else is facing right. so when you live differently you face different sort of problems but you obviously get different kind of reward so this is what i have lived so far and for next uh, i don't have like uh, like goals or uh, concrete plans like what exactly i want to do uh, get out of life but i i want to live the way i have lived living artistically expecting uh, so you want to continue that journey money. right mm-hmm. yeah just continue just continue awesome. the flow Oh, that makes sense. Thank you so much, man. That was really good. It was really good having you on. Uh, you know, and obviously, an Indian and a Pakistani sitting in this. This is always a special one. Someone sitting in Pakistan, someone from India. We know you're from yeah. different places, but yeah, it was awesome having you, man. And I hope, uh, yeah, your book does really well, and your students keep sort of getting motivated, and that's the best thing. So. Thank you so much for coming on to share your story and run. Thank you so much man. Thank you.